friends, welcome back to the show. I figured I would start out by being a little vulnerable today because I have a feeling I am not the only one walking through this right now, but I've seen so many people posting about their plans for this summer. Are you moving? Are you not moving? Where are you moving to? Who will you be visiting? What trips are you going on? What camps are your kids going to be in? Will you be doing a full Diddy move or will you be using a moving company? There is all this conversation right now about what is happening this summer. And here's the deal. I don't know the answer to any of those questions. We are in this situation where we don't really want to move, but we're coming up on being here for two years and the military has a way of thinking that two years is like our maximum that we can stay in any one place. And so having lived in seven houses in the last 10 years, I am very well aware that there is a 99% chance that we are moving this summer, but we don't know where. And so I am trying to sit in the waiting. Now, this is not my first time doing this. We have had several moves where we did not find out till the last minute and we still made it happen. And yes, it was stressful. And yes, we worked through it. So I am better than I used to be about sitting in the unknown. But what I have noticed lately is that it is so much harder to sit in the waiting and in the unknown when it feels like everyone around us is talking about what they are doing, where they are going, how they are preparing, the decisions that they are making. I have seen so many posts about, hey, we're moving six to nine months down the road. Here's what we're thinking about. Here's how we're getting ready. Here's where we're looking at sending our kids to school. And it is harder to be okay with the waiting when it feels like we're the only one that doesn't know. And I'm sharing this fact because when we look at everyone else and when we start to compare ourselves to those around us, that it's really where we start to struggle. Yes, it's hard and there is added stress to not knowing because you can't plan ahead. But the real struggle comes when we start thinking that this is true for everyone but us, that there were, we are the only ones in this position. And what I guarantee you is that I'm not the only one that doesn't know. I'm not the only one that hasn't heard. And by me talking about this now, I hope if you are listening and you thought that you were the only one going through that same exact thing, you now know that you are not alone. So you may not be PCSing this summer, or you may be in the position where you've already known for nine months where you are headed, but there might be something that you are walking through right now where you feel like you're the only one, where you feel like you are the only one struggling with this one thing. And the more that you look around, you compare yourself to everyone else, the more frustrated you will feel and the more alone you will feel. So what I want you to remember today is that you are not alone. Whatever it is that you are walking through, there is probably someone else walking through it as well. And I want to give you permission to 
acknowledge your feelings. It's okay to not be okay, to struggle with wanting to know and not have the answers that you're seeking yet. And I can say that as someone who is currently sitting in the unknown. Now, our conversation today is not about sitting in the unknown. That was just something on my heart to share with you. Today, our topic is actually an issue that we talk a lot about here, something that I am very passionate about helping military spouses find their identity and purpose. And my guest today shares this passion. Today, you're going to get to hear a little bit about her story and the steps she's taken to help more military spouses step into a life with purpose. You, my friend, were made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show, the podcast that empowers you to get unstuck and craft a life with more meaning and less overwhelm. I'm your host, Christine, seasoned military spouse, mom of three, and your guide to designing a life you love and growing a purpose-fueled business as a military spouse. I believe you have something valuable to offer. And when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. It's time to discover who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. Welcome back, friends. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, I am sitting here waiting to find out what is happening this summer and that can feel really uncomfortable and it also puts me in the position where I'm having to revisit some of my goals for the year and reevaluate am I going to be able to do the th- same things that I said at the beginning of the year and do I have the same priorities that I had at the beginning of the year knowing that a move is on the horizon? Back in at the beginning of January, I knew it might be happening, but I didn't know for sure that we would be moving this summer. And now that it is looking more and more likely that this move is happening, regardless of where it is too, that's going to take a lot of time and energy. And I'm having to relook at my list of what's on my plate and what my priorities are in the next few months. And so all of that can take time and energy. And the longer that I've been a military spouse, the more that I've moved every one to two years, the more I've realized how much time and energy goes into moving rather than into understanding who I am, understanding what my identity is outside of being a military spouse and what my unique purposes. And my guest today understands this challenge and she has made it her mission to help military spouses tap into their identity and their unique purpose. And you're going to get to hear her story in just a few minutes. Now, I have so many of you that feel like you don't have your own sense of identity and purpose. And the number one thing I will tell you if you are feeling stuck. Okay, I'll tell you two options. Number one is just to go watch my free identity workshop for military spouses. You can find that on my website or by clicking the link in the show notes. And that is a workshop 
that will teach you exercises that you can do to start getting clarity on who you are. The second thing I will recommend is that you go book a free unstuck session with me and we can start to work through this process of unpacking your identity and purpose together. I would love to help you in this process. And I just want to put it out there that these two things are available. All right, Jenna Griffith is a certified compassion coach, an international best-selling author, and the founder of the Service and Soul Group. As a former military spouse and current first responder wife, Jenna empowers spouses to find their purpose and embrace their individual skills and passions while still serving alongside their spouse. Jenna, welcome to the show. I would love it if you would just share a little bit about your background and what led you to become passionate about helping spouses find purpose. Well, I was a stereotypical young woman in love with this soldier that I had met <laughs> online and thought, this is so cool. What a dreamy man. You know, he's a, he's a man. He's serving our military. The uniform obviously doesn't hurt either. And um, as a 21-year-old, it seemed like just the perfect scenario of safety, consistency, uh, financial security. I was a single mom at the time, so it definitely felt exciting to know that my son and I would be taken care of. And I played that role for 10 years. And then we unfortunately ended up in divorce. But five years later, married my now husband, who is a 20-year Air Force veteran. So obviously I have a type. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and at the time, he was a custom home builder. So it was great because he had all of the qualities that I appreciated in a serviceman, but also was home every day and didn't have to deploy. And, you know, I felt like we could have some sort of quote unquote normal life. And uh, a little bit after we got married, he was offered a position with a nonprofit organization that repurposes veterans for humanitarian work. And they respond to man-made and natural disasters all over the world, and they also help combat human trafficking. And when he was offered this job, I was like over my dead body. Am I ever going back to that lifestyle again? You know, I, at this time, you know, I'm, I'm much older, wiser, and really kind of set in my ways. And I just immediately had this resistance to being second in my marriage. And that fear of, oh my gosh, once again, I could be in that position where it doesn't matter what's happening with the family or with our relationship, I'm not going to be the priority. And after meeting with the owners of this organization, I wanted a job with them. I just love everything that they're doing. It's just such an incredible organization. And I said, okay, you can take the job, but if, you, if this company is going to repurpose veterans, because it was a new company, I said, if they're going to repurpose veterans, which is an incredible idea, we have to have something for the wives because I'm not going to be the only wife that's going to have some sort of resistance around this type of work or going back into this type of lifestyle. And that's what led me to creating Service and Soul, my community for the wives to find their purpose, 
to know that they can be a support system to their service member, but still have their own identity. And it's been incredible. So was it really just buying into the vision or what was it that made that shift for you from, I don't want my husband to get into this to sign me up. I want on board with this. There was just a lot of alignment in what they are wanting to do. So I have always been in the healing space before my position. Now I was a body, um, body coach. So weight loss and body image trauma, I would help women process through those things. So I've always had that heart for serving women and for supporting them and coaching them. When we spoke to the owners and we heard how they're going to heal these veterans show them that they still have a purpose, even though they're not in the military service anymore and can still be a huge impact on the world. I just thought that was so incredible. And I saw myself in that because I spent that 10 years not working, staying home with the kids, you know, duty station to duty station and thinking, oh my goodness, this is all I'm made for. This can't be it. This can't be all that I have to look forward to. And to kind of go through my own journey of finding my purpose, coming out on the other end, and then aligning with this organization where we can heal the hero and we can heal the spouse and we'll get a healed family. Mm, That's so powerful because I think we both, in a sense, as this military life progresses, we're on these journeys, which are somewhat the same but somewhat different Um, because Mm -hmm. as a military spouse, so many of us are trying to figure out like, what do I do? How do I find my purpose? What's in it for me? And then you have the active duty member who's been told their whole career, this is what you're doing. This is how you're making a bigger impact. And then you leave the service and I hear time and time again, uh, veterans that struggle after the fact that what's my purpose now and and really being able to look back and say hey we both went through some stuff but we can come out stronger together on the other side and and that's really really powerful I would love for you to talk about number one what that looked like for you trying to find your purpose and and how you really stepped into that for yourself and then Number two, talk about how we began to figure out what our purpose is. Well, I did what I recommend everybody do, and that is I hired a coach. It was really scary for me. It was financially scary. The time commitment was was scary. Kind of stepping into that new level of my life was scary, but I also knew that was really important because so many times we get stuck because we keep trying to do it by ourselves. But as military spouses, that's what we're used to doing. We only had ourselves. We only, you know, if we had to remove a recliner from one room to the other and our husband was deployed, then all we could do is figure out how to do it ourselves. And I hired a coach um, to just kind of steer me in the right direction. And there's something really powerful that we did together, which is what I help other wives do together now. And that is called a eulogy exercise. And you can write out your eulogy as if you were to die today and if you were going to die 
50 years from now, which is the hope, of course. When you write that out and you can see where you want to end, what do you want the end story to be? What do you want people to say about you and your relationships? What do you want people to say about you and the way you affected the community? How you treated your body and your health? How you treated your friends? The list goes on and on. You can start to plan that now to make it true in the end. And so when you have that overall aerial view, you can start to see a theme. And everything that I wrote out that I was really dreaming for, for myself and for people to say about me when my time comes, all was wrapped around fortification and strengthening. So I found my purpose is to fortify. Now that I know that, what can I start using that purpose for? What have I experienced? Well, I've experienced being a military spouse. I've experienced the complexities now of both military spouse and first responder spouse. And they're very similar and very different in a lot of ways. And of course, that depends on what service, you know, the first responders in. Mine still deploys two weeks out of the month. So he's still gone a lot. I'm still having moments of, you know, going back and feeling that abandonment or isolation, you know, things like that. But when you know your purpose, all of that is just side noise and just part of the experience. And it just really empowers people. And it empowered me to stay focused on that eulogy. You know, I've be, through that eulogy, I created a vision board that I had printed out. I did it virtually, printed it out, huge, like 11 by 18 frame. I see it every single day. It's in my bathroom. So I know my eulogies on there. I've got my strengths on there, my opportunities on there. I've got pictures of me with people I want to be closer with or, you know, pictures of me speaking to groups of women, you know, little things, big things. And it's just really been something that I've found myself having more and more conversations with women about who, as military spouses, veterans, wives, first responder wives, you're almost afraid to talk about because there's almost like this unspoken, like, no, 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 your, your position is to be support and make sure the house is okay and make sure the kids are okay. And I'm just essentially trying to disrupt that a little bit to say, no, you have a purpose too, but it doesn't mean you have to choose. That's good. That's really good. So first of all, I just want to applaud you for understanding that I feel stuck in this myself and I'm, I'm going to go out and get some help to help me figure this out because I, I know that we want to figure it out ourselves. But usually the prevailing advice that I hear is, well, go talk to the people that know you best because they're going to be able to tell you what your strengths are and what you should be doing. And as military spouses who move around so much, who are constantly reinventing ourselves, sometimes when we look around, we're like, you know what? Nobody actually really knows me that well. And, and the choice to invest in hiring a coach that can help shine a light on what your skills are and what you're gifted in and, and what your purpose is, that's really, really powerful. So I love the idea of the legacy statement of looking at your eulogy and, and looking backwards and saying, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? What do I want people to say about me? And and so often we get this idea that it's about what we achieve or what we accomplish. And when we think back on our life and what really, truly matters, 
it's how we showed up. It's the ways that we impacted those around us. Yeah. It's like, I know there's a phrase, I might mess it up, but people don't remember things that you told them. They remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to hiring a coach, hiring a mentor, some, you know, people ask me often, how do you choose? There's so many coaches, there's so many mentors, there's so many masterminds. And really it's a simple answer. And that is hire someone that you want to be like, you know, if you can put your pride aside and say, you know, maybe I'm having some jealousy or envious thoughts towards this person, but really it's because I want to achieve things that they've achieved. Use that to help you. A lot of people, like you've heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people, heal people, heal people. Successful people, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them like to make other people successful. They love to see people looking up to them. And the best advice that I've ever gotten is never take advice from someone you don't want to be like. So if someone has a marriage that you don't like, don't ask them for relationship advice. If someone has a financial situation that is scary to you, don't ask them for financial advice. We would never go to someone in a bunch of debt and be like, Hey, what are you investing in these days? You know, like, are you, are you in crypto? You know, you want to take advice for someone from someone that you want to be like, and there's so much room for everyone to be successful and for all of us to essentially work together for the greater good. And what, what is my purpose is going to be different from your purpose and different from her purpose and her purpose, but they all can come in collectively as a whole to really make a huge difference. Yeah, and that's what we're really after is understanding that when we each step into our purpose, when we do the thing that's on our heart, that's when lives change. That's when we are able to transform because your gifts and your skills and my gifts and my skills can work together. And together, we make the world a better place. And and that's why this podcast exists because I'm so excited about seeing military spouses step into their purpose. What would you say are the biggest things that you see that hold women back? Women in general or military spouses? Well, particularly military spouses. There's a lot of guilt that military spouses have in wanting to step out and step into their own. I hear that so much. It's like, well, that's selfish of me because you know, I really need to make sure that everything's stable here so that he has nothing to worry about when he's gone or even veterans, you know, service members that are getting out, you know, the spouse is like, I'm finally going to have a normal life. This is going to be so great. We're going to travel and we're going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then the veteran gets out and now the spouse is taking care of the service member in such a different way because they lose their purpose. So then it makes the spouse kind of take that step back again and be like, well, that'd be selfish of me. You know, I I really need to be taking care of them because this is a tough time. And we often don't acknowledge that spouses also have trauma that they deal with. Spouses also, they're the silent soldiers. They're not getting awards ever. (laughs) I was going to say, at all, but like ever, ever, the acknowledgement is less than 1%. And so there's this unspoken guilt that comes with wanting something different because the women who have 
kind of, and it's happened to me too. It's like, why is she doing that? Like, that is, you know, there's just the ruffle of the feathers. That's just, you're not really supposed to do. I think that's changed a lot since I was, I mean, we're talking 20 years ago, just about, I think that's changed a lot, but I definitely am still hearing that from a lot of women, especially with younger children, you know, they, they have to stay home and take care of everything and they can deal with their life later. They can figure out their purpose later. It's not important now, but it is. It is. And I've definitely seen how things have evolved in the last 10 to 15 years, but there is still that underlying idea that the mission comes first and you have to do everything to support the person executing the mission, which often means taking more than your fair share around the home. How do we make this work so that each of us can step into our own purpose without burning ourselves out in the process? I mean, a lot of that, I talk a lot about that in my book, actually, because we've got to think about the foundation of making that change. And a lot of that is all in acknowledgement. And that's not just acknowledgement in what your situation is. It's it's acknowledgement within yourself. It's acknowledgement in the things that you can control, the things that you can't control. It's learning the different levels of femininity that say, which part of me is showing up in this situation. When you can learn yourself as a whole, like as a being, whether masculine, feminine, there's different levels to us emotionally. When you can learn that as a whole, you can show up better. So you have a woman who knows how to recognize that within herself and she's getting resistance from her husband because she's wanting to kind of step out into her own. She, because of that knowing, she can show up in a way that is not bitter, angry, defensive, and instead help educate her spouse on why this is important to the entire family dynamic. There's nothing scary about a woman or a wife stepping into what she is called to do. It it can be intimidating, but when you have a secure woman and a secure man that can help just align with each other and become purpose partners with each other, the entire relationship elevates completely. So how do we step into that secure version of ourselves? You have to be committed to it for sure. And it really takes an agreement between the two in general. And again, I talk about that in my book, Agreements Versus Expectations. So many times we end up feeling bitter and frustrated in our relationships because we have expectations, but agreements and expectations are completely different. Because you might be a woman trying to rise into this new version of yourself and you just are expecting your spouse to support you unconditionally in that. But if they don't know what your overall goal and your overall viewpoint is on that, that is where that intimidation, that fear, because when people change, whether it's us experiencing that change or someone experiencing you know, your spouse or loved one changing, it's scary. So having that agreement to allow each other, that's the first step in my opinion, have an agreement to allow space 
for you to start discovery. It's all going to be in those baby steps of, okay, I'm acknowledging that this is what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do it. But first, I need to know that you can support me and that you're going to just stand by me and let me work through this. When those changes arise, it's going to be scary, but let's have conversations about it. And then, like I said, whether it's starting small with daily meditations, reading a book, listening to podcasts, you know, there's a lot of free ways to start that foundation um, of a change. But ultimately, I do think hiring a coach or joining a mastermind group is a really powerful way to do that as well. Absolutely. I think one of the things that you've really honed in on is that guilt that we feel as military spouses about stepping into our own and then making that decision to say, I want something different and I'm going to go after that. But whenever we take that step, whenever we do something that pushes us outside of our comfort zone, that is when we start to have all of these fears and doubts and limiting beliefs that will pop up. So what advice do you have for military spouses who are wanting to step in, but they're starting to have all of these doubts and fears? I would recommend you writing them out. There's something really powerful about writing things out. And I'm not saying to write them out to give them life, but when you can actually see in black and white, the things that are holding you back, you can then start to retrain the mind to think, to take a limit, a limiting belief and make it a limitless belief. The other thing that I am constantly coaching people on is take a step and say, okay, what is true? So for example, I want to start my own business, but I'm afraid that people are going to mock me and think that I'm a fraud if I go into this, you know, arena. And I, I'm using that as an example because that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, what are people going to say? What are they going to think? You know, are they even going to listen to me? Are they even going to care about what I have to say? And then I had to step in and say, okay, what is true? What if that happens? You know what? I have had people mock me. Don't care. I have so many more people that are being fed and feel helped and who are finding healing and finding their purpose. So you have to really focus on what is true. Is this going to physically kill me? No, I'm going to be safe. Well, then you can start moving forward with that fear. Is this going to make me go bankrupt? I don't know. It could. What happens if I do that? So you write your list of what happens if this goes right? What happens if this goes wrong? A lot of times, you know, you're going to have situations and be thinking like, who is going to need me a year from now? And what happens if I don't show up? What happens if I don't show up right now to someone down the line, including myself? Because I was terrified to start the service and soul group. We do weekly calls. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of responsibility to lead this group of women and help coach them through these things. But it's actually ended up being more of um, like a hangout session. And through the month of December was a rough month for me. And they were coaching me. They were nurturing me. 
And I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, like I really created this for myself because we can all help each other. Had I not taken that leap of faith and created this group, I would have been much more isolated during that time. And so it's just stepping forward. You can do little steps at a time. Typically when there's an irrational fear, let's call it, it's because something really ex exciting is about to happen. It's like exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Right. On the other side of that fear is the breakthrough, is the thing that you are supposed to do and you've got to keep going when you feel that fear, when you feel like, I don't know what's going to happen, but when you keep going, that's when you get to the other side. I, I love this yeah. idea of the resistance that we face and what's on the other side of that resistance. And I love what you said about having that community, having some kind of group, some kind of mastermind, some way to come together. Because we can get in this space where we think that there's only enough room for so many people. Or we can get in the space of collaboration. We can get in the space where we're working together and we are so much stronger when we come together because we're all going to have seasons where we struggle. You know, December being a hard season for you. And if January is a hard season for me, but when we come together, we're able to help support each other through those difficult seasons. And, and that is one thing I truly love about military spouses and this military lifestyle that we really do understand the power um, mm -hmm. that can come when we support each other. Yeah, and when you have these moments of fear, these limiting beliefs, the sabotaging thoughts, when you have community, that really helps too. Because people, you've heard it so many times, we talk about it a lot, how we're, we say things to ourselves we would never say to somebody else, ever. We wouldn't even dream of saying it to somebody else. But we say it to ourselves all the time. When we have a community, we're able to bring that stuff out and hear the truth of what is being done, said, or what people are seeing. When you're in isolation, the only person you have to believe is yourself. And when you're called to do something that is a little bit scary, but in stepping out of your comfort zone, you 100%, I can guarantee you, you can, you can take this to the bank. Those thoughts are going to come up every time without a shadow of a doubt, because that is the opposite of faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. In order to stay in that zone of believing, in that zone of faith, you know, whether you pray, you meditate, envisioning, whatever you want to call it, it's powerful to bring light to the could be, the should be, the wanna be. All the limiting beliefs, that's not something we want to even physically put outside our bodies. We want to say, this is what I want to do. Here's who I need to connect with to make that happen. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm ready to learn. When we change that verbiage and we say it in our community, I mean, even in my community alone, I just said, I want to connect with more people on military establishments so that I can bring the word to them. One woman on that call made one phone call that has now ended in 27 Zoom calls with women at different military establishments because of that community. 
I could have spent weeks trying to do that on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so powerful about it. It's great. Absolutely. That, that community makes such a huge difference. So talk to me about what it's been like for you personally to know that you are walking in your purpose and that you are helping others in the process. It's been really exciting. And I'm going to be honest, I felt like I sometimes still feel like it's not real. (laughs) If I'm being completely transparent, Um, you know, my book went number one uh, back in November and I was having a lot of podcast interviews and people, what do you think? How are you feeling now that your book has gone number one? I was like, I don't think I've felt it yet. Like, I don't really think I have felt that yet. So it's been, um, it's, it's so hard to explain because it's, you would think it feels like this big check off my box, but actually what I'm thinking is who's the next woman I'm going to impact? Where is she? How do I get to her? How can she hear about me? Who can I have help with that? I'm not, I'm not like this incredible, like I like to collaborate with other women too and say like, how can we help women together? You know, I've got a summit coming up where we've got different coaches coming in because we can all impact a group of women together. So overall, it's been very, very exciting. I knew there was a need within myself, but to actually see that on the outside. I mean, it's been incredible talking to people saying, oh, women need this so bad. These wives need this so bad. And I'm like, oh, I thought maybe I was being a little dramatic to think like, we need something for the wives now, you know? And I talk to wives now and they're like, thank you. We've needed something for years. And even like your podcast, like we didn't have that when I was, you know, a military spouse. I just kind of had my two or three friends that we would commiserate with and nothing really like came from that except you feel worse because you're in like a negative space. So I love even meeting women like you who are creating these positive, inspiring, like motivational spaces. I think we are going to see more wives stepping up into their purpose and stepping into their calling for sure. Absolutely. I love it so much because we are better together And there is so much good that can come out of our willingness to lean into that purpose and to say, I have this idea of what I'm supposed to do and who I'm supposed to help. And when we show up, we start to see the fruit of that. So thank you so much for coming and sharing with us. Um, One of my favorite questions to ask my guests is what big dream or goal do you have for the future? This year or ultimate future? Either one. Does it have to be business or can it be personal? It can be either one. (laughs) Okay. One big, big dream I've had for years that I think is actually going to partner really well professionally is I want to live in Europe for a year. I want to, I don't really have, I love Switzerland I think would probably be where I'd end up. But I want to live in Europe for a year. And I actually recently, as I'm planning ahead for this year, thought I could totally live in Europe for a year and speak at different, you know, European military bases. There's military wives there too. So I'm really excited for for that and to be able to take my family, you know, to be able to have a way to support my family through 
a year abroad would be incredible. I love it. And I love hearing how unique and creative everyone's dreams and goals are. Um, But putting it out there um, and letting people know, it just creates so much more creativity. And I just want people to dream big. And so thank you for sharing your dreams with us. Thank you for sharing your expertise. How can my listeners connect with you, learn more about what you do, your book, all the things? Yeah, they can go to serviceandsoul.com. You can get my book there. You can connect with me there. And you can also get some of my free gifts. So I, I have videos on the eulogy exercises. I have free videos on the different levels of femininity and and ways that you can start that foundational work that we've talked about. And then you can also follow me on the IG, Miss Jenna Griffith, Ms. Jenna Griffith. And please, please, please join Service and Soul Facebook group. It's free. We meet once a week. It's all free. We're just here to be a community and to love on each other. So I look forward to connecting. Guys, I will have all of those links in the show notes below. I hope you will go check them out. And more importantly, I hope you will take this episode and realize that you don't have to find purpose on your own, but it is possible for you to step into a life of purpose as a military spouse. Whether it's joining Jenna's mastermind, whether it's finding the right coach for you, take action. Do something that gets you outside of where you are today, that helps you take that first step towards a life of finding who you are and finding what you were meant to do. Because when you live into that purpose, you change not only your life, you change the lives of others in this world. And if you are struggling to find purpose, to get clarity to be able to pursue your goals, I would love to help. I offer a free unstuck session for military spouses or you can click on the work with me link in the show notes and find out all of the ways that we can work together to help you get clarity and to help you take your next step and to be able to do it without all of the guilt of doing something for yourself. Because when you do something for yourself, you are actually doing something for everyone around you. You are more than a mill spouse. You have an incredible set of gifts, talents, and abilities that the world needs. And it's time for you to step into your purpose, to heal yourself, and to tap into your potential as a military spouse. And when you do, when you step into your purpose, the world better watch out. Have an amazing week, friends. Until next time, may you live filled, fueled, and full of joy. Hey friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. 
Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it.